Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Klassen. In the previous episode, we discussed the five laws of gold, which Arkad, the richest man of Babylon, passed down onto his son, Namasir. In this episode, we will discuss the chapter entitled The Gold Lender of Babylon. This chapter is incredibly important in terms of what was and what should one do with the money that he or she has saved and how they should evaluate decisions of investing or lending or whatever it must be because this is an important task this is hard-earned wealth that we have kept aside for something that will help us in the future and this particular chapter tracks the tale of Rodon a spear maker of old Babylon it opens with the following sentence 50 pieces of gold. Never before had Rodon carried so much gold in his leather wallet. He could purchase anything he wanted, a grand house, land, cattle, camels, horses, chariots, whatever he may desire. What should he make of it? This evening, as he turned into the street, he could think of nothing but those glittering heavy pieces of gold, his to keep. On an evening some days later, Rodon was perplexed and therefore he needed some advice. He went to Mathon, who was the money lender or the gold and gold lender of the city of Babylon. And he went there in a very stressed sort of distressed atmosphere and not with the intention of going there to borrow money because remember, this was a man who was, uh, who had 50 pieces of gold given to him. And he asked Mathon, I do not seek gold from you. Instead, I seek advice. And Mathon was very surprised because not a lot of people come to him to seek advice. After all, what advice could you take from a gold lender? Most of his customers or people who come to visit him even simply want gold and they pledge various things in order to get that. But here was a man who was incredibly distressed, who had come into good fortune, received 50 pieces of gold, but did not want uh, gold from him, instead wanted advice. In fact, Mathon greeted him in a very, very positive manner. He, he told his, his, his cooks to prepare a meal for him. He took him into the room, sat him down, gave him some food, and then, what troubles thee? Rodon said, it's the king's gift. The king gave me 50 pieces of gold because of, for, because of the new point of spears that I made for him and for the army. 50 pieces of gold. These are more pieces of gold than I've ever seen in my lifetime. I do not know what to do with it. And he says, okay, are you, are you here to seek advice on to what should I do? What should you do with it? Asked Mathan, the money lender, gold lender. He said, no, I have had an opportunity in order to give the gold as a form of debt investment, meaning I give in order to get back. Um, but I'm unsure of this. Therefore, I want to seek your advice on to how you evaluate potential customers uh, when you lend your gold out to them. Rodon said that he, is, he has a sister who has a merchant friend, a husband rather, uh, named Ar- Araman whom she wishes to see as a rich merchant. Now, obviously, in order to get started, they need need some sort of capital investment in order to build his merchant business. And she she knows that Rodon, her brother, has come into 50 pieces of gold. 
and she asked him can you please give this money to my husband so that he may start his venture now rodon is confused because a he's never seen this amount of money in his life b he has worked really hard for this see he wants to multiply it but he doesn't really think that this opportunity is wise therefore he's at the money lenders seeking the money lenders advice in order to understand whether this opportunity is important or how should i evaluate this opportunity amathon said it's a worthy subject that you bring to discuss gold brings into to its prospect to its possessor responsibility and a changed position and this is a feeling of power and the ability to do good most of the people who want to lend money especially to people who especially to their friends and family only wanted for a good cause but we should be aware and evaluate our decisions well in order to elucidate this point mathon the money lender told him have you ever heard of the farmer of nenenba who could understand the language of animals this is not a tale that that is often told but this is a tale that is very relevant to your particular predicament now this money lender had several animals in his stable one among them was an ox and the other was an ass or a donkey he stayed back in the stable in order to hear the animals communicate with each, with each other so that he could so that he could better understand how to use his flock to 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 serve his farm so on one night um the the ox was bemoaning complaining to the ass he said i do labor pulling the plow from morning until night no matter how hot the day or how tired my legs or how the bow dot chafe my neck still must i work but you he addressed the donkey but you are a creature of leisure you are trapped with a colorful blanket and do nothing more than carry a master about where he goes when he goes nowhere you rest now tell me how can i be like you how can i get those rest days how can i not have to work so hard now the ass said my good friend you do work very hard and i would help you ease a lot therefore will i tell you how you may have a day of rest in the morning when the master slaves come to fetch you just lie on your back and moan and bellow so much that that the slaves think that you are sick so he did that the next morning when the slaves came to pick up the ox the ox was lying on his back moaning to convey the message that i'm sick please let me rest and the farmer knew this the farmer understood this the farmer had heard the conversation between the ox and the ass and he told his slaves that the work must go on if the ox cannot work take the ass tie the plow to him and let him go up and down the fields and let him do the work of the ox <laughs> and the and all day the ass who had intended to help his friend found himself compelled to do the ox task when night came and he was released from the plow his legs were hurting he was feeling better and it chafing all around his neck and 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 the farmer lingered back to hear what was the conversation between the ox and the ass the ox began you are my good friend because of your wise advice i have enjoyed a day of rest the ass retorted saying that i should never have advised you because of this this piece of advice that i have given you which i thought would be helpful to you i have been made to suffer because i was the one who had to do all the work today 
don't do this tomorrow because I overheard the slaves and the farmers talking that if the ox lies sick another day, we will sell him to the butcher and, and that's the end of that. And hereafter, the two of them never spoke again. Now, listening to this, he said, uh, Rodon said that it's a good tale, but I don't really see a moral in this, at least not with the predicament that I find myself in. Rodon, uh, the, 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 the moneylender, Nathan replied and said, if you desire to help thy friend, do so in a way that will not bring the friend's burden upon yourself. Never ever have the objective to help in order to take someone else's burden from them to you. That is not your burden to carry. That is what the ass did. The ass took the burden of the ox and he carried it by plowing through the field. This is, the similar, this is a similar piece of advice that Rodon should imbibe and not take the burden upon himself, the burden of his sister's husband upon himself. Now he asked the moneylender, how do you prevent yourself from taking a burden? Because after all, you're lending money to people. Isn't that a burden? He says, yes, that is. But I take something that will allow me to repay the loan if, that, if the obligation is not met. This in simple terms is a form of collateral. Now, how are these, uh, these, these collaterals kept with a moneylender, especially in those times? For this, Mathon took out a chest, a box, which he put, in which he put several tokens of collateral in order to mark the loans that have been either repaid or are in the process of being repaid or haven't yet been repaid at all. It was like a ledger where he recorded all his entries. Now, he said that, that, that loans are in of several forms. Sorry, tokens of collateral are in several forms for loans given. They can be in the form of a token of their possession in the form of jewels, clothes, robes, camels, cattle, something like that. It can be in the form of property deeds. It can be in the form of capacity to repay, meaning that this person has future capacity to repay. Therefore, I can give him a loan right now and he can repay me later without any token or a guarantee, a personal guarantee where someone has signed off that this person will pay in the future. In this, he recited, he begins to recite five stories. Now, obviously five stories is a lot for this chapter and I will put it down to about two or three um, that emphasize how these loans are paid back and how we can discern a person's character based on the ability to pay back and based on the trade that they find themselves in. The first was an, another merchant of Babylon who used to trade together with Methong. He said, we traded together with much success until out of the East, he brought a woman to wed, beautiful, but not like our woman, a dazzling creature. He spent his gold lavishly to gratify her desires. He came to me in distress when his gold was gone. I told him I would help him to once more master his own affairs. Therefore, I would lend some money to him. He swore by the sign that he would, but it would it was not to be. In a quarrel, she thrust a knife into the heart. He dared her to pierce, and she drowned herself in the Euphrates. These two loans were never repaid, and I have a bronze neck piece that belonged to her as a token for this, with which I remember that humans in the throes of great emotions are not safe risks 
or the gold lender or for anyone who has spare investment in order to invest. The second story for which it was represented by a ring carved of ox bone was by a farmer whose farm suffered a locust attack and needed some more money or some more and, and needed some more money to, to plant some more crops. Therefore, he went to the gold lender who lent him a certain amount of gold, which he pledged to get to get seeds in order to build his crop. And later on, he came, he came again and told of strange goats in distance land, in distant lands, as described by a traveler. They had long hair so fine and soft it would weave into rugs more beautiful than any ever seen in Babylon. So I lent him money to make this journey and bring back the goats and plant his crops in the field. His herd is begun and next year I shall have a surprise. I shall surprise the lords of Babylon with the most expensive rugs it has been their good fortune to buy. Soon I must return his ring. He is insisting to repay me before the end of the expiry of the loan. On the other hand, there are people who turn out to be successful, at least with the money that you lent them, and they will repay you promptly, even more quickly than the expiry of the loan period. And this must be discerned by the ability of the person to A, make his trade and make his trade well in order to turn a profit, and B, in order to pay you back as quickly as possible. Now, another story, he continued, waving a bit of pack rope tied into a knot, belonged to a camel trader. He said he would buy a herd larger than his funds that he brings to me this knot and I lend to him according to his needs. Since he's a wise trader, I have good confidence in his good judgment and can lend him freely. Many other merchants of Babylon have my confidence because of their honorable behavior and he because he is honorable, has paid me back. And this is an important lesson. Good merchants, hopefully like me, are an asset to our city and it profits me to aid them to keep trade moving that Babylon be prosperous. It is important to have a city of lenders or at least a pool of lenders, a pool of investors, not just for the companies that are, are in this case, the tradesmen, who operate in that area, but also for the prosperity of the entire collective, the community, the city, the country. A good financing system, which brings together borrowers and lenders is important because it leaves no money idle. Money that is idle is not being put to use. Money that is invested, money that is saved, money that is lent is being put to use. And that is important. Therefore, these are the three tales or the five tales rather that um, Mathan recited to Rodon and then went into his predicament spe specifically and said that, okay, your, your sister wants to borrow a certain amount of money in order to give to her husband. Now let's ask, let, let's teach you how to ask the right questions. And this listeners is also, are also the right questions that you should ask yourself before you make an investment into anything, especially with funds that you have spent a long time, toiled very, very hard in order to accumulate. So these are the questions that Rodon was asked to ask his sister's husband. These were, what knowledge have you of the ways to trade? Do you know where you can buy at the lowest cost? Do you know where you can sell at a fair price? 
could he say yes to all of these questions now rodon also went into hypotheticals and said that okay say you have a strategy say your strategy is you will travel to simra which is a city in current day georgia this the, the country and not the state and buy low cost drugs for housewives to weave and and sell to the rich people of babylon then i would say what security are you providing for the money that i lend you and what security are you not only providing for the returns that you will get but should you have should you lose that money that i give you should you lose the rugs that you buy what security are you giving me now gold you see rodon he he and mathon says is the merchandise of the lender of money it is easy to lend it is lend if it is lend unwisely then it is difficult to get back the wise lender wishes not the risk of the undertaking but the guarantee but the guarantee of safe repayment he does not wish to take up the risk the only thing he wishes for is the safe repayment and some sort of liberal rental that is received to him this well he continued to assist those that are in trouble but help must be given wisely lest like the farmer's ass in our desire to help we may take upon ourselves the burden that belongs to another if thee wouldest lend it so that it may earn thee more gold then lend with caution always lend with caution and in many places i like not idle money even less i like too much of risk so it is one thing to have idle money but it is another to have risky money always know where you where you lend to always know where you give make sure the the, the first rule of savings is make sure that investment or or, or money is not kept idle but even more so than that make sure it's not at risk even if it is promising you a significant amount of returns he tells him he tells him that these are the questions that you should ask these are the questions that you should ask both to your uh, both to your sister as well as your sister's husband can you repay the money are you good with gold can you uh, if if i give you the money how will you suppress the cost how will you turn a profit when will you repay me what kind of collateral are you providing if something happens what do you what is what is going to happen to the money that i lent 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 out to you what is the interest that i'm uh, that you are giving me how often are you giving me this interest these are important questions to ask because Rodon has two objectives in mind with respect to the money that he has saved up 50 pieces of gold and and from the from the looks of it these 50 pieces of gold are a windfall game meaning that this is just come up to him this is not something that he has specifically earned for one years of work, one year of work his income for one year of work is one piece of gold therefore in one windfall he has earned enough to satisfy 50 years of work he cannot give those 50 years immediately onto one person whom he does not trust does it does not trust as much as well and with that mathon gave him a simplest piece of advice which i want to relay to you uh, listeners is do not be swayed by the fantastic plans of impractical men who think they see ways to force thy gold to make earnings unusually large such plans are a creation of dreamers unskilled in the safe and dependable laws of trade seek to associate thyself with men and enterprise whose success is established that thy treasure may earn liberally under their skillful use and guarded safely by their wisdom make sure that any piece of gold any piece of money especially ones that you have saved 
make sure it is put to good use but make sure it is put to safe use more than that and with that the last two lines of the poem, of the, of the lesson of the chapter and of this episode are are the same lines that are present in on the, on the token on the chest of the money lender which he recites with emphasis to rodon which says better a little caution than a great regret that's it from this chapter of the richest man in babylon i thank you for listening if there's any way i can improve please let me know um that's it from me akash out